Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Nice cock! Nice cock! Put a fucking mask on. It's, it's, wear a fuck, put a, if you leave your house, put, it's not like we're being asked to shove a tin of beans sideways up your ass to help fight COVID. You're not being asked to chop your own dick off in the name of public health, drown a puppy to help the national effort. No, wear a thin piece of cloth across your mouth and nose to help prevent more unnecessary deaths and further financial hardship to your fellow citizens. Unless you have a really good reason not to wear a mask, wear a fucking mask. You know, I find it difficult to breathe with a mask on. Well, if, if you seriously struggle to breathe with a thin bit of cloth on your face, then you're probably in the high-risk category for COVID-19. And as such, you really need to put a fucking mask on. Yes, they're uncomfortable. Yes, they steam your glasses up. Yes, they chafe your ears and give you spots on your chin. I'll tell you what's worse, though. A fucking ventilator tube down your fucking gullet. I'll tell you what's worse. Financial ruin. Death. Bit of advice, if you're finding the mask uncomfortable, best thing to do is compare notes with a nurse who's had to wear full PPE for 12 hours a day for the last six months. Suddenly it won't seem so bad. Put a fucking mask on. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I'm just giving you guys a little bit of a heads up. I know it's probably going to turn a lot of people off. This little bit of a rant that I'm about to go on. 2020 has, 2020 can suck my dick. It really can. It's opened up my eyes more than ever. I never had a lot of faith in the political system. I don't support Republican or Democrat. Fuck them all. They don't give two shits about any of us. They only care about the people that are putting money in their pockets to help them get elected. They don't give a goddamn about any of us. And and the sooner you recognize that, the sooner you accept that, the better everyone is going to be. It's just a way that it's going to be, people. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. But why do we live by these rules? Why do we live by these laws? Why do we go through a certain set of laws, a certain set of beliefs that we're taught as we're growing up? What good does it do? Really? What good? What the fuck good does it do? And I only bring this up because my dad My dad, the guy that has busted his ass throughout his whole life. My dad that has done right, that's lived his life by the rule of law in this country. The guy that has given his all every single day. Maybe not the most perfect person in the world, but he's lived by a certain set of rules and he's respected everybody around him. Why is he having such a tough go as of late? I know you guys love to believe in religion, 
But do you guys really believe in religion? Do you really, really have faith in something? Because if I'm just being honest, and I know it's going to turn a lot of people off, I don't think any of you people have real faith. You guys that claim to be religious, you guys that claim to have faith in God, a God that is all being a God that controls everything, every single little bitty aspect of life he has control of. I call fucking complete absolute bullshit on all that. You want to know why? What happens to all those people on a daily basis? Everybody that goes to church, prays to God, worships him. You know how many of those people that do that on a daily basis every Sunday goes and marks out to God, Jesus, whatever it may be on, on a weekend basis, a daily basis, and fucked up stuff happens to them all the time? It happens all the goddamn time, people. It does. So why do we live our lives in a certain set of rules? Why do we live our lives? We should be living our lives as to what makes us happy, to what suffices and better supports our family system, the people that we're married to, the people we make promises to, the people that count on us. Those are the only things we need to live by. Why do we live by a political system? Why do we why do we live by a religious system at all? Cuz fucked up shit happens to everybody. Everybody believes in karma. And if you believe in karma, I will walk right up to your face nose to nose and tell you that you are the dumbest fucking mother fucker that I could ever meet in my life because karma does not exist. Karma is made up to make people feel better about themselves. Good things happen to awful people. The worst, the scourge of every human day life. Good things happen to them all the motherfucking time. It does. And you want to know what happens to good people? The good people that live their life by a certain set of rules, you know what happens to them? They get shit on. They get fucked right up the motherfucking asshole on a daily basis, and that's what happens to them. And I know I'm going in a roundabout way, but my dad, my dad has believed in this human doctor, this guy that he has known since I was in elementary school. This guy, he entrusted to give him medical advice. You know, my dad was an iron worker. My dad was a construction worker. And I'm not talking about in the day and age of all the safety equipment. My dad worked as a an iron worker back in the day when they had none of that safety equipment bullshit. They walked across the beams. And guess what? My, net, my dad never got hurt one single time in his whole entire life. You know, you want to know what what it's hard for my dad to do now? My it's hard for my dad 
to walk from his chair where he watches TV to go back and go to sleep or go take a shit or piss. And my dad, my dad has been a good Christian. My dad has lived life and all the rules that everybody says he should. And guess what? He's paying for it now. He's paying for it now. And I'm not trying to compare what anybody else is going through, but that's, I'm just trying to preach to you. You can't believe in a higher power. I do believe in something, but why would a guy like my dad, the guy that has not broken a rule in his life, the guy that has worked his ass off is suffering right now? A guy that is going to the doctor and they can't give him any fucking answers at all. Do you think that's fair to him? The guy that has lived his life like everybody should live their lives and now he has to suffer. Do you realize all the assholes, the people that have fucked over people, the people that have killed, murdered, raped, lied, Whatever it may be to get ahead of everybody else, they're doing just fine. Those people don't have a care in the world. How is that fair? How do you believe in anything religious when shit like this is happening on a daily basis? I'm not judging you. If you believe in something, that's good. If it makes you be a better person, I support that 100%. But how can you judge how I'm speaking, what I'm thinking of right now? Because life is not fair, people. It's not fair. Yes, I've tried to kill myself. Yes, I've tried to commit suicide because I was in a place of despair, a place of that I had no hope. I had no options and I did that and it was dumb. It was fucking stupid for me to do that. But guess what? Will I ever do that again? Fuck no. Because I want to help people. I want to teach them that it's not about you owing anything to a higher power. It's about living your life. Do what makes you happy. And that's the only thing you have to worry about. I know it seems like I'm preaching a hippie type style propaganda bullshit. And I'm sure you guys are going to look at me and judge me. I just wish you could look at things the way I look at them right now. Because if you could, you would be that much happier. You wouldn't be confused. Your mind wouldn't be clouded with how you're supposed to live your life. You got to worry about yourself, people. Yourself individually, the people you love and you care about, the ones that you are, you owe something to their well being, those are the ones that you owe things to. Outside of that, all those people can just fuck off. And, and that's the plain and simple truth. I know it sucks, but that's the way you have to look at it now. It's a rough 
motherfucking world right now. And the sooner you guys look at things the way that I'm looking at them, the better off you're going to be in the long run. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash pedal on the radio. Have you considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising. Welcome to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. It is my weekly discussion with the one and only Scarlett Lush. Scarlett, how are you today? Hello, I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's about to rain like a bitch. Now, yeah. you're, you're, you're from Florida, right? Originally? Or... I am. Now, what I know you were on the East Coast of Florida. Is that where you grew up at? Yeah, that's where I grew up. And then I moved to Orlando, I think I 21 probably, and then lived there for most of my adult life. Now, did you go to Ash? I think you said you went to Astronaut, right? Mm. Or, or what? You don't have to say if you don't want to. I was just I, trying. Uh, so I grew up in Central Florida. Okay, you grew up in Central Florida. That's all. Yeah. I mean. But, um, you know, a lot of those places around there, a lot of, and and I was talking to Vulture, my producer, and I don't think people realize this, you know, Florida gets made fun of a lot. I think it all goes back to the 2000 election. Everybody was like, oh yeah, Florida had to screw everything up. (laughs) Do do, Do you think Florida gets a bad rap? Because... I don't think you can find anywhere in the country where you get a mixture of the type of people you do in the state of Florida. Yeah, it's like a melting pot of weirdness, good and bad weirdness, you know. And when I lived there and I would go travel, anytime I tell somebody I was from Florida, even when I went to Europe, they're like, oh, and you can see them because they're like kind of judgy face. I'm like, yeah, that place. <laughs> Isn't that weird though? Isn't that weird? Because that that's the thing about it. Everybody who looks at Florida is like, oh, Florida is that place you don't want to go to. But I don't think people take into account that everybody from the country comes to Florida. So it's just not Florida people. It's a mixture of everybody throughout the country that comes here. Oh, yeah. And I mean, around the world, right? Like Central Florida is the theme park, uh, you know, epic center of the world, I think. Now, speaking of theme parks, did you see that they canceled Halloween Horror Nights this year? It's like the first time in over 30 years that they have canceled Halloween Horror Nights. I didn't know it had been going on for 30 years. That's amazing. And I saw they canceled it. I have friends that work there who are like on the fence. On one hand, they're bummed because obviously it's a really fun job to have, but they also understand why it's being canceled. I love Halloween Horror Nights, though. It's so much fun. I wish I could go this year. I wish it was happening. Are you really? I would, if I had to imagine, you would definitely be the type of person into Halloween. I know we've talked about it before, but I, I would think that you would be like Halloween would be one of your most favorite 
holidays. Yeah, I love Halloween. Horror movies are my favorite genre. I watch horror movies all the time. I, I just love anything that's kind of gory and intense and gives you a visceral visceral reaction excuse me now now do you do you like the creative horror movies or do you just like the ones that are just straight up gore if i and i don't mean to put you on a spot but <laughs> if you had to give me your top three or just give me your your favorite horror movie of all time what would it be okay i can't pick i can't pick a favorite because i like too many but i already already know what i love i love american psycho i love the shining oh. i love 28 days later um hmm what else god i, I really know like i love you this is the reason <laughs> that i am so <laughs> with everything about you because let me back this up okay mm -hmm. christian bale mm -hmm. Ever, listen christian bale is a great actor but that is by far one of his greatest acting roles as patrick bateman yes my name is patrick so maybe that's the reason why i like it so much but i'm not gonna kill you with an axe while listening to huey lewis Mm -hmm. uh, so, but um, now, what was that other movie that you know? You remember Dawson from Dawson's Creek? What was his name? Um, oh, I know you're talking about. I don't remember. But you, you know the movie that I'm talking about. You know his last name was Bateman in that movie as well too. Um, God damn it! I, I see now that's gonna <laughs> bother the piss out of me. But that that Patrick Bateman character in in, in American Psycho was brilliant. Yeah, I agree. It's really and good. And twenty eight days later, it does not get the credit that it deserves when it comes to zombie flicks because uh, Danny Boyle. Mm -hmm. uh, did you ever watch the? I'm sure you've watched the movie Train Spotting before, oh, right? Of course, yeah. So, <laughs> Just his take on the zombie movie was, I I loved it. It, it looked raw, the way that it was shot. It was kind of grainy, but I, 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 that's one of my favorite zombie movies of all time. Yeah, mine too. It's really good. And the soundtrack's amazing as well. Oh, yeah. But, man, see, now, like, I know why I gravitate towards you. Because <laughs> you are, not only are you this sexual goddess this you know dominatrix fetish model but you're also a nerd and i love that that i think that's why people love you so much oh thank you <laughs> you're uh, making me blush <laughs> now now i gotta i gotta admit the last time we talked uh mm -hmm. you having your your guy friend on I mm -hmm. got a lot of feedback on that. And, oh, you and a did? Lot of yeah, a lot of people absolutely loved it because it kind of gave them a little bit of an inside look at the life of somebody like yourself because now, now I could be wrong, and this is just how I look at it. Uh, it's not that you're serving the, these people, but you are providing a service to them where mm -hmm. they, they were into this fetish. But do you ever get to the point where you, you wish that you could have somebody that looked 
and looked after your needs. Maybe, maybe I'm way off basis, but I, I'm just an outsider looking in. Do, do you ever get to that point where you're kind of like, yes, I'm taking care of these people, but I wish people would, would, would care about my needs. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the people that are paying me for a service, that's kind of not really their role. You know, I'm, I'm the one that is taking care of them and, and facilitating a service. But I think more of my personal life, like friends and play partners and people I do stuff with are able to have that sort of dynamic with me. Um, because I can say like, hey, I'm really, really, really like want my head rubbed today because my head's hurting and I really want my feet rubbed and I really want like to just lay there and do nothing and give you my Hitachi and a vibrator and, you know, do all the things. And that, that could be done. That's still a way, like I'm sort of topping, but like giving them the room to do whatever it is they're good at, if that makes sense. But the Hitachi seems like a common thread to women. Now I'm a guy. I'll never Mm -hmm. know. Is Mm -hmm. the Hitachi that great of an invention that, (laughs) you know, it is. So, so, because we've had a lot of these cam chicks come on, and we've had one that completely wore one the fuck out, like oh, wow. <laughs> to the point where it bogged down. And um, now, That's cool. I've never seen now, that. <laughs> now we did. We one of the one of the most surreal things on Bubba's show. We had these girls come on. And we had the Squirt Olympics, okay? Nice. So, but we gave like $800 to the chick that got the most distance Mm -hmm. out of that. Now, help me out on this debate. Okay. Is 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 it really, you know, is it really like sexual juices because a lot of people like to say that it's just urine yeah is it is it really like what what is your take on it well i'm gonna get graphic but i like to use because i play with a lot of women i have mm. these things called chucks pads c-h-u-x you can buy them now, on amazon you know they're usually it? used for it's like a piece of like it's generally used for people that wet the bed at night Okay. Um, so it's like a disposable cloth and you can put it underneath women who squirt a lot and then throw it away. And it's really easy and clean up. That way you're not like getting your sheets all messy or your floor or whatever. So I like those. And for myself, being a person who can squirt, um, I take a, I can't remember what vitamin is. I take, I take so many supplements and one supplement I take makes my pee really, really, really bright yellow orange where like it looks pretty bad. And if I squirt, it's not orange. It's clear. So. Oh, so, so you're saying it is really like a sexual juice. That's what I think just because of my own scientific evidence. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, but I know what my pee looks like, and it looks different than that. So I guess that's, that's what I'm working with. See, I'm glad you bring that up because I take, because I've been working out, I'm not drinking, I'm Mm -hmm. eating healthy, but I take vitamins on a daily basis. Now, everybody knows when you take a multivitamin, when you urinate, it comes out like a neon bright color. (laughs) It looks very unhealthy. (laughs) Now, now when I masturbate, the semen that comes out is not, I mean, it's, it's white. So 
So I kind of see your point on that is yeah. that is that if it's coming out clear like you say it does, it, it, it's got to be two different things. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, like I said, I'm not a doctor, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really smell like pee, so it doesn't really smell like anything. Now, now I, I want to ask you, so you're, you're still a, a young woman, but like at what point did you realize this is what you wanted to get into? Because when we're younger, we're mm-hmm. not as, as, as adventurous, but we're, can you, can you like pinpoint the time in your life where you got that confidence, where you were confident and being the fetish model, the the dominant type person in your life? I can, I, I think one of my earliest memories of being into stuff like this was my girlfriends in like elementary school. I always wanted to do this game where I would tie them up to something and tickle them. And I just really, really liked it. I don't think it was more so much of a sexual thing then. I think it was just like a, I don't know, a curiosity slash domination control. And then the guys I would play with, I always wanted to play house, but I was more like the bossy mom that told them what to do. And I thought that was really fun. And I guess like it just kind of evolved. Like it just kind of, I just kept like doing more and more and more and more. And then by the time I was like in my mid, mid early twenties, it just, I don't know. I I just like kind of would meet people that were into it. You know, you're just kind of attracted to each other. It's like a magnetic thing. And like, I met a guy that was like, I just really want to be a slave for life. Like, can I come over and do stuff? And I was like, yeah, come over, clean my house, clean my cat box. And then I'm going to beat you up and kick you around and, you know, tell you you're a worm. And and like, we had a really great relationship and he loved it and I loved it. And then it just kept going. (laughs) And here I am. Now, I know that these people pay you for your service, Mm -hmm. but do you get anything personally out of it as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, I definitely kind of have like a line between like work and play and, and work is work, but in my personal life, I'm super into this stuff. There's a lot of BDSM conventions I go to just for fun, and that's like my vacation. There's a lot up here in the Northeast area, like New York and Maryland and D.C. There's uh, FrolicCon and Atlanta, and I don't do any work there. Like, I don't do anything I don't want to do, and I just, I just play with people. I just meet up with people, and I dominate people the weekend, huh? So you're doing it for fun. If you yeah. do anything while you're there, you're doing it because you want to do it. It's not because of work. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now and, and I just thought about this, um, and I've talked about this with you before. Uh, we've, we've met up, we've hung out a couple of times during Dragon Con up in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, like, because I I picture that as a spot where you're having fun. This is your vacation, so you're not going to be doing a lot of work. But have you found yourself in a scenario where you've played a little bit at Dragon Con? Um, I don't think I have at Dragon Con, but I've definitely been in situations where stuff like that's happened where either somebody recognizes me or I just like put something like on my Twitter, like, Hey, you know, going to this convention or whatever. And then they'll message me. And then 
you know, something will come up. Like I went to um, a convention. I can't remember which one it was. It was some nerdy convention. And a guy that saw I was going there asked me if he could pay me $250 to walk up and down on his chest in his hotel room for 20 minutes. And I did it. And I was like, ah, oh, that was fun. I'm telling <laughs> you right now, $200 for 20 minutes. I'm fucking doing that shit all day long. Um, I know. It's such, now, it was so easy. And it was really fun. And he was really super cool. We ended up like keeping in touch after that. So it was just like, his, that was his stress relief or his vacation, right? Like, and then, I don't know, everybody wins. Now, now I, I want to talk about this, and maybe you can explain it a little bit. When I've seen you at Dragon Con, you do dress up in cosplay. Mm -hmm. um, now, have you? what is your opinion on the cosplay is consent or isn't consent type stuff? Because a lot of people, if you've never been to these cons, the girls, especially attractive women, like yourself i'm not saying they get accosted but they get a lot of unwanted attention it's kind of like a double-edged sword because yeah. when you dress up you're kind of wanting that attention but you're not asking to be like accosted by some of these horny sci-fi <laughs> guys have right. you ever had to deal with that type of stuff up at Dragon um, or any of the conventions? Yeah, I haven't had anybody touch me, but I kind of agree with you. Like, if I'm going to be dressed up, like, one time I went dressed up as a really sexy R2-D2, and I had, like, a huge push-up bra. Yes, I and, like, a blue wig. Yeah, so I got a lot of attention, and I feel like if you dress up like that, you have to expect that people are going to want to talk to you or make jokes at you or pick up, you know, do, like, really dumb dad corny pickup lines and i kind of feel like that comes with the territory but it's like, not an excuse to cross a line though yeah, yeah i mean like, would you agree yeah don't like don't walk up to somebody and just grab them or whatever but yeah like it's and i mean yeah it's a lot of attention but it's to me i don't know it's fun i kind of like having attention but if i don't want that attention then i'm not going to dress up like that you know yeah. i'm going to wear like jeans and a t-shirt and like stay out of the light so it, it, i don't know you can't have it I, both ways I, yeah, no, see, I mean, it, it, it's a weird thing to deal with because women should be able to wear whatever they want to wear without being accosted by horny nerds. But at the same time, you should not complain about getting too much of attention because isn't that a, a, the point of wearing costumes and stuff is to yeah. get attention? Yeah, to show off the hard work of the art and the outfit that you made, I would think. And I, I would also think you'd want to talk to people that are into the same stuff as you, like whatever you're dressed up as. Like, that's always fun to nerd out about whatever it is you're into. Now, can, can I, and, and I'm not trying to get too serious. Um, the, what, what is your opinion on the Me Too movement, okay? Um, I do agree that guys in power, especially because I just, have you watched, I, I don't know if I've asked you, you got to remember, I got a lot of mental problems, so I forget mm -hmm. a lot of things. Um, <laughs> the, the show, The Morning Show, uh, which de deals with the TV morning broadcasting. And I do feel like men that are in power do take advantage of it, but like I said before, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because I do think some women 
use their sexuality to get what they want, but it, when it backfires, they use it against the person. A am mm -hmm. I off basis? I mean, the, can I get your opinion on that? Well, I think, I mean, man, Me Too is so complex. There's a lot with it. And I think that it has helped a lot of people like Harvey Weinstein and Epstein and like Bill Cosby. Those, those are predators, right? And they probably should be locked away or, you know, not yeah. be around women anymore that are impressionable. But I, I, I know, oh man, I know some of my friends disagree with me with this, but like people like Dan Harmon and Aziz, I really think just got a bad rep. Like they, yeah. they did something that was not the greatest. Like I feel like Aziz went on a really shitty date. And then I feel like Dan Harmon definitely used his power to try to get the young writer on his side. But Dan also apologized and Aziz apologized. And I feel like that's what we want. Like if Wait, people make mistakes. Are you saying Aziz and Sorry? Aziz and Sorry was a part of it too? I, I missed that one. Yeah. So he went on a date with a girl, I, I want to say two years ago in 2018. And she wrote about it on this really long blog. And nothing really happened except they went out they had drinks, they had dinner, and then he invited her back to his place and they played video games and then he made a move on her and she didn't like it. And eventually she just left and like nothing happened. And then he texted her the next day was like, I had a really good time. I'd love to see you again. And she's like, I didn't. It was awful. And he was really confused. And, and like, there's a screenshot of the text. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me know what happened. And like, she never did. But instead she like outed him in this big blog. And I thought that was really shitty because it almost ruined his career. And I just think like you have to communicate if you're on a date with somebody and you're unhappy, like tell them you're unhappy or go home. Don't go to the apartment with them and this, you know, skulk around the whole time and not, you know, use your words, like be an adult. <laughs> but I, I mean, it works, really, it works both ways though. Yeah. It does because, you know, the way you just explained it with, with Aziz is that he was actually trying to check on her to make sure she was yeah. okay. And, and just because like, when did it become a crime for a guy to, you know, make the move, you know, for the most part, a lot of women, it's so confusing because mm -hmm. a lot of women say they want men to be men. They yeah. want them to make the move to exactly. you know, and not wait around. But when they do that and the advances get thwarted off, they're the bad guys. Exactly. I have a huge problem with that. Like you have to communicate. People are not mind readers. Men are not mind readers. If you want men to make moves, then communicate that that's not the move you want. Don't just sit there and say nothing the whole time and then claim the next day that somebody was being aggressive towards you. That really bothers so, me. So, so say if a guy is a little over aggressive, okay, maybe he makes a move and he's in a position of power and you turn him down and, and that's it. That, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Like, yeah. if you say no and he says, okay, I'm going to respect that. And then the next day wants to check on you. I, I think that's a success. I don't think, <laughs> I, I don't think that's a me too type deal, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree.
I, I think that there's really rough people out there, and if Me Too helps them, that's great. But it also shouldn't be used to take advantage of people that can't communicate or are trying to ruin men's careers and stuff. Like, I think that's really crummy. So, but now, has there ever been a case? And I know that there's some women. There, there's some women that are in position of power that mm-hmm. would try to use a position of power to have sex with a man that's underneath them. Do you think that's happened? It it has to have happened. Yeah. And I think there needs to be a term for that. I don't feel like there is, but to me that's, that's predatory, right? I mean, it's, it's what me too is opposing. So if you're doing that, then you're not for the movement and you should be me too as well. Really? You know, I don't think it should be geared towards men. I think it should just be anybody that's taking advantage of other people in a sexual position of power, right? Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, I, I don't mean to, like, I know this is a stretch, but, I mean, if you look in the animal kingdom, it's a lot of the women, after sex, either bites off the head of the male, <laughs> male and, and basically fucking kills them after sex. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> They're vicious out there. I yeah, saw a, thing, yeah. a meme going around where apparently female lions want to mate like 40 to 60 times a day or some crazy number. And if the male lion gets tired, she goes and bites on his balls to like get them riled up so he'll have sex with her more. And I was like, man, that is such a dominant woman thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Scarlett, it was good as always. You know, I love this conversation because we yeah. were able to get into some stuff here. It's mm-hmm. pouring down rain right now, so I can sit here and talk, but I know it's going to sound like shit because uh, yeah. of rain. That Florida, the, the Florida rain is no joke. Yeah, so, well, listen, tell people how they can check you out if they want to find you. Sure, I am on scarletlush.com, and that's Scarlet with two Ts. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can always follow me and message me there. If you ever want to reach out and chat, I'm around. Uh, and some of the pics, some of the pics you've been posting have been getting really creative. Um, oh, thank you. The one with you in the bathtub with the suds over your breasts, <laughs> I was like, holy crap. Like yeah. you keep it, you keep it very tasteful, but you bring it right to that edge. And yeah. I think, I think that's what's missing. Correct me if I'm wrong. That teasing, you know. Yeah. Um, when I used to hear my dad or older people talk about, you know, just seeing a woman in a sexy piece of lingerie where they're not showing everything, I'm like, what the fuck? You want to see the whole thing? And and now as I've gotten older, those, those like little almost shots of nudity are, are almost like more sexually attractive in my opinion. What? Why is that? I think because when you leave a little bit of room for the imagination, you can create whatever fantasy you want in your mind. You know, you can, you can fill in the blanks and they're always going to be really good. One last thing. And, and I just thought about this. Why is edging such a fetish? Why, 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 why is edging like a fetish? Do, do guys just like to be, I mean, is it like a little bit of a torture that you don't get that release? Well, I mean, you mean 
edging to completion or edging in yeah, the story? No, it's edging to the point where you never get to completion. Ah, yeah, I guess it's just the torture of uh, never letting the release happen. To completion, it makes more sense, I guess, because, you know, then it's the buildup. But from then, I think it's just orgasm denial. Right, you now you mentioned that that orgasm denial stuff is it, people are really into that though. Yeah, I have guys that will um, pay me money and they lock themselves up in a chastity device and they mail me the keys or they give me the keys if they're local. And but then how I they just in the bathroom though. Oh, there's a hole in the end. You can pee oh, through okay. it. Okay, and all it's, right. It's, it's, it's like secure enough that it's not going to fall in, fall off, but it's loose enough that you can like wash yourself too and stay clean. And, and at any given time I'll text them and say, send me a picture to prove, you know, you're in it. And then they, they have to within a certain amount of time. And I've had guys stay in there for like, I think the longest was like eight months. And that's a minute. Wait, I know. They, wait, they had their dick in a chastity for nine months. Yeah. I mean, they got to re-release when they want. They, they kind of, set up the like we would come up with a contract together it wasn't like I was like give me give me the keys you know and I decide your fate it was more like okay here's the rules here's the stipulation and then we call it like a buyout fee so they pick a number that they're comfortable with and usually it's anywhere from like $50 to like 200 and then when they're ready to be released they pay the buyout fee and then I give them the keys back now and so his, his was nine months he he loved it so <laughs> I'm not gonna deny him now now okay well I'm going to say this till the next time and think about okay. this. Now, the next time we talk, okay, mm -hmm. I want to talk about because now when you're talking about dominating somebody, okay, a lot of times you guys have safe words, correct? Oh, like, yeah, always. All right. But now, are there those type of dominatrix scenarios where they want to take it to the next level where it's agreed upon? I don't know if you guys come up with contracts, but we're going to be in a scenario where I want you to dominate me. I want, I'm going to be your dom. I'm going to, I'm going to be your dom. Mm -hmm. You're, you're going to be my per, what do you call the person on the other end? Um, you can call them bottom, submissive, oh, you're bottom. slave, oh, whatever you're you submissive. want. Submissive. Yeah. Now, are there aren't any scenarios like you could, because you got to be careful legally mm -hmm. where like contracts are drawn up where I'm giving you permission no matter what, no matter what I say, you get to do whatever you want to me. Or is that, is that a fine line? Um, I had people want to do stuff like that with with me and we've done it but it, it takes a lot of trust I think to get to that point I wouldn't just do it with a stranger you know and I, I don't think that they should do it with a lady either they shouldn't just hand over their life and body and say do whatever you want to me without some sort of out but you know if you if you develop the trust with somebody and want to sort of build up to that then yeah know, I was just kind be of curious because is it really true dominating when you can call it off at any time you see what I'm saying does that make sense or yeah or, okay all right well I'm getting messages from that the audio is becoming bad because of the rain oh, here okay but uh, I really I really appreciate your time this week I think it was a very interesting conversation yeah me too all right, have a good have a good week and I'll talk to you next week, okay? Thanks you too, Toto. Bye. Is 
that a PT Cruiser down by the lake? Oh, no, wait. It's the Tuttle Podcast Studio. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. All right, time to wrap up the show. Just want to apologize for my rant earlier. I know I get way out there. I just get really, really angry dealing with personal stuff, stuff that I'm seeing in politics, whatever it may be. I do apologize. Check out my website. Check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds. T-U-D-D-L-E dot net. When you go there, you're going to check out everything related to my name online. You can check out my social media, twitter.com slash Tuttle. And if you'd like to, questions or comments, email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by... Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions, Facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents. Show voiceover services brought to you by JCVoiceOverServices.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, PayPal.me slash Tuttle on the Radio. Comments? Concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, dot net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.